Welcome, everybody, to our Bible study from the Preacher's Study. We're working through the book of Ephesians. We're in chapter 6. My name is Bob Hutto. I'm the preacher here at Oak Mountain Church of Christ. And I've got Kevin Clark with me. We team up on our podcast. We've been working together for quite some time mm-hmm. and going through the book of Ephesians here in the last several months. We've had an interruption over the last yeah, few weeks. We've had some COVID issues among our, our little group here, we but have. those seem to be passed and everybody mm-hmm. seems to be doing well. And so right. we're ready to resume and we're going to yeah. pick up our study in Ephesians chapter six. We'll start in, in, in verse 10. We've got Jason Reed and Mark Townsend with us. So mm-hmm. they're handling the, handling the technical aspects of our podcast. And we really appreciate their good work and uh, they're uh, very consistent and uh, dependable. And mm-hmm. we really appreciate it and want to give them the credit that they deserve in putting putting this together. Absolutely. We appreciate everybody being with us. We hope you've got your Bibles with you, or at Mm -hmm. least uh, maybe we'll think along with us as we think about Ephesians chapter 6. You may be in the car driving and taking your kids to school or or going to the store, maybe out for a walk and listening. uh, And um, so you may not have your Bible with you, but we do hope that you'll be able to follow us as we think for a few minutes together about Ephesians chapter 6 and going to begin talking about the putting on the armor mm-hmm. of God. Kevin, you'd like to introductory comments. It's just great to be back uh, after the hiatus because of all the sickness. And, and so it's good to get back in this program and good to have everybody out there. I hope we haven't lost anybody and I hope everybody will continue to be diligent. It's always a pleasure and an honor to be able to work through God's word. It has a message for us today. It's as timely today as it was when it was written. Uh, it's because it's written by an eternal author who knows our greatest needs. So uh, we think that anytime the word of God is put out there in the public sphere, a lot of good is going to be done. It will not return to him void. And so we're happy to be a part of that process. If you enjoy listening and following along with us, tell tell somebody about it. Tell a friend about it. Mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody the other day who had seen some of the work that we had done in the past, but he was unaware that we were doing this podcast. Ah, and so okay. I was telling him about it and he was kind of gathering information, mm-hmm. how he might access it. And so uh, tell, tell others Absolutely. about it. And spread the word. Yeah. Spread the word. That's right. Well, I'll talk a little bit about Ephesians chapter six and uh, this, this passage beginning in verse 10 is a familiar one. It mm-hmm. has to do with mm-hmm. putting on the armor of God. Right. Paul has uh, uh, encountered soldiers at various times through his preaching, you know, through his preaching in one situation or another. He'd be very familiar with a mm-hmm. Roman soldier and the uh, how he was equipped and the armor that he would wear. Even while he's writing this, he's a prisoner. And so he takes advantage of that and kind of draws upon the various parts of armor that a Roman mm-hmm. soldier would wear and, and, and makes point about spiritual qualities mm-hmm. that, that we'll possess. And so uh, each, each piece of on, armor he associates with a particular quality. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so put on these qualities, put, like you're putting on armor and you'll be ready to, to fight. Ephesians contains, and I don't know how much we'll get into the armor. I'm going to talk about some other things mm-hmm. in the time that we've got today. But Ephesians just issues several warnings throughout. So let's look at a few of those passages. Chapter 4 and verse 14. As a result, we're no longer children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming, but speaking truth in love. We are to grow up in all aspects into him who is ahead, even Christ. And so there's there's false doctrine out there that's mm-hmm. a danger. And mm-hmm. if we're not careful, we're going to be blown about by every mm-hmm. wind of darkness and the trickery of men and craftiness of deceit. Look at chapter 4, verse 17. This I say and affirm together with the Lord that 
walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk in the futility of their mind. There's another mm-hmm. danger mm-hmm. that we live in a wicked world, in a world that's not devoted to God, filled with people that are not godly people. And there's a danger that we, we may follow in their footsteps and mm-hmm. walk after them. Chapter 4, verse 25, he gives us some details, you know, laying aside falsehood, speak the truth, be angry, do not sin, mm-hmm. and so forth. And so another warning, look at chapter 5, verse 6. Let no one deceive you with empty words for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. And so don't be deceived. Mm-hmm. There's that, that danger. Uh, and so uh, Paul will talk about uh, being armed with the truth. And so uh, all these warnings in the book of Ephesians, and here at the end of the book, he, he's telling us how to equip yourself to withstand the danger. Right. You're, you know, you'll, you'll be posed with some threats as you go about your life as Christians. And so you, you want to be prepared. One more, chapter 5 and verse 15. Be careful how you walk. Yes, yes. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of your time. Mm-hmm. Be careful how you walk. There's false doctrine out there. There's immorality out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's deceit out there. You want to be equipped. You want to be ready to face these challenges so that you don't succumb to them and, and fall into spiritual danger. Kevin, you'd like to make some comments about yeah. that? Yeah, the, the idea that, uh, and I, it really starts out in verse 10, the idea of being strong in the Lord, and that's really the overarching theme, is that you've got to associate with God in order to defend against this, uh, the, the forces of Satan. Uh, we can't do it by ourselves. We'll get into some of the specifics of that, but you've got to be deeply rooted in God's power. How do you do that? You do that through study of the Word of God. You do that through the prayer. You do that with associating yourselves with God's people. You do that with assembling and worshiping with the saints on a regular basis. There are things that we can do to align ourselves more with God. The more we're aligned with God, the more we're going to be able to defeat the, the schemes of the devil, and we'll talk about that in more That's detail. Right. In just a few moments. So, and so we we live in a dangerous world. I mean, we we're aware of that mm-hmm. sort of um, physically, a physical mm-hmm. danger. Uh, we're we're careful to take measures to guard ourselves mm-hmm. against the dangers that that we might face in in the world as we right. go about our daily activities. But spiritually speaking, we live in a dangerous world yeah. as well. And Paul issues these warnings as he does here in chapter 6, in verse 10. Mm-hmm. Be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you'll be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Our struggle mm-hmm. is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. We're, we're engaged in battle. We are. This is, this is, uh, you know, this is a conflict. And as he says here, we need to be strong, we need to be prepared, we need to be armed and armored so that we can engage in the battle successfully and not be overcome by Satan and, and his forces. Absolutely. Three times here in this passage, he gives us the reason for preparing ourselves. For example, he says in verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you'll be able to stand firm mm-hmm. against the schemes of the devil. Verse 13, Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you'll be able to resist. Mm-hmm. Stand firm and resist. Resist mm-hmm. in the evil day and having every, done everything to stand firm. And then verse 16, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with mm-hmm. which you'll be able to, to extinguish all the flaming arrows, arrows of the evil one. And so we want to be able to, whatever, the, whatever Satan throws at us, shoots at us, however he tempts us, 
we want to be able to extinguish it, to, to put it out so that it's not a threat for us. Absolutely. The, the Bible, and I want to spend a little bit of time with this, it, it, the Bible teaches us that there's a spiritual being mm-hmm. who opposes God mm-hmm. and wants to win us over to his side. It's, it's the devil. He talks mm-hmm. about the devil mm-hmm. in this place, verse 11, so that we'll be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Now, some people believe that the evil is just sort of an impersonal force out there. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of in the environment mm-hmm. or in the culture, you know, just have evil. But the Bible teaches there is a spirit being, a person, a spirit person. Mm -hmm. He has personality, he has Mm -hmm. intellect, Mm -hmm. he has will, he has all those things that a person has. But he's an evil spirit person. Uh, He's known as the devil Mm -hmm. or Satan, the accuser of God's people. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's uh, described as a dragon Mm -hmm. or a roaring lion. Mm -hmm. In Genesis 3, he's a serpent. Mm -hmm. And in Revelation, he's described as a serpent, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the serpent. Subtle. Uh, crafty, so he can attack in a subtle and crafty way. Sometimes he's a lion and he's mm-hmm. just powerful and overcomes you. But there is a a spirit being, an evil spirit being, who uh, is out there trying to draw us away from God and to Himself. He doesn't work alone. He has a- his angels, right. the devil and his angels. Right. He has, as he mentions here, rulers, powers, mm-hmm. world forces of this darkness who they're on his side right. and they're trying to influence us in, um, you know, in connection with the, with the devil, influence us away from God. In our world, who, who has greater influence in our world today, Satan, Satan or whole, God? Unfortunately, the whole world lies on the sway of the wicked one, First John five nineteen. So it doesn't mean, obviously, God is the most powerful being in the universe, but as far as people willingly subjecting themselves, Satan has the upper hand, unfortunately. Yeah, that's right. So there are more people who come under the influence of Satan. All of us come under his influence to some degree, but there are more people who are under his sway and under his control than are not. It's always been that way. I imagine as long as this world stands, it'll always be that way. That's right, the broad way. Uh, John 12, verse 31, he's called the ruler of this world. Satan is responsible for everything that's evil and sinful and malignant and ugly and hateful in the world, Mm -hmm. but he makes those things attractive to Mm -hmm. us. He's a, he's a deceiver. Right. He's a liar, and he uses the lie and the half-truth mm-hmm. to, you know, to influence us to, you know, to, to buy into what is ugly and distorted and perverted and sinful, and, uh, and we fall prey to Absolutely. sometimes. Um, I, was, I was mindful of the, his, uh, his approach in Genesis chapter 3. Mm-hmm. It was really half-truth. You know, mm-hmm. God knows in the yeah. day that you eat this, your eyes will be open. You'll be like God, knowing yeah. good and evil. Yeah. When they did eat that fruit, their eyes were opened, yeah. weren't they? They did know good and evil. Right. And what they knew is that they had done evil. Right. And so what he said was, was it true? Well, yeah, there was some truth in it. Right. And um, that's, the, that's the most dangerous kind of lie, isn't Absolutely. it? To have, have truth. truth. Or even saying that they would not surely die. Well, there's a sense in which they did, and there's a sense in which they didn't. Did they cease to exist? No. no. Did they die in terms of being separated from God? Absolutely. Uh, and then it's separated from the garden as well. Yep, that's right. So we, I just want us to see, you know, we live in a dangerous world, mm-hmm, a spiritually mm-hmm. dangerous world. There is a very powerful spirit being, the devil or Satan. Right. He's trying to draw us away from God. He's using every weapon at his disposal. 
It's the lie. It's the mm -hmm. half truth. Mm -hmm. It's the distortion. It's the perversion. It may even be violence. You know, right. he even resorts to violence That's at times. Right. He will do anything he can, and his ultimate objective is to ruin us. Absolutely. And so he makes he makes evil look attractive. Mm -hmm. He makes uh, perversion look good, mm -hmm. and ultimately it will destroy us. Amen. And so we need to be aware of that. If there's a conflict going on for our souls, and God wants us to win us over, and we can participate with God if we're prepared to fight the fight. Amen. And I like the point you made about the, the craftiness and the trickiness. I couldn't help but think of 2 Corinthians 11, where Paul is fighting against false apostles. He makes this observation. This is 2 Corinthians 11, verses 13 through 15. He says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And then he makes this point, And no wonder, verse 14, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it's no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. And so things are not always as they seem, especially with the devil. He can project himself or portray himself as an angel of light. And so what does that mean? We have to be very discerning. We have to be careful. We have to have the scriptures, know the scriptures, and be able to discern between good and evil. Because rarely is the devil going to knock up to you and say, okay, uh, this is in exchange for your soul. Normally it's going to be subtle and it's going to make you think that, well, I can have both. Or I can do a little bit of this and still be faithful. I can engage in this sin and still be approved in God's eyes. I can engage in this ungodly behavior and still be a part of this church. The devil comes at you with deception so often. And so we have to be really careful when we're evaluating the various choices that are presented yeah, to that's us. That's right. And he's going to attack us at our weakest spot. Absolutely. He Absolutely. knows us. He knows our, right. our strengths. He knows yeah. our weaknesses. He's not all-knowing. You know, God is right, all-knowing. Right. He's limited. He's not all-knowing. But he is wise and cunning, and he knows us, and he knows our weaknesses. That's right. I'm thinking, think, I'm th uh, thinking about the temptation of Jesus. Exactly, right, right. So in Matthew chapter 4, you right. remember that yep. Jesus fasted 40 days and night in the right. wilderness, and he became hungry. Uh-huh. So, and I think that's an, you know, an accurate description of the situation. Right. Jesus was hungry. That's right. He was a human being, and he suffered hunger mm -hmm. and so 40 days 40 nights of fasting and he's hungry and the devil knows that and so that's exactly where, <laughs> that's he, where he goes him. that's it and he says if you're the son of god command these stones to become bread right and so he knows our weaknesses he knows our strengths he knows our weaknesses he's going to attack us at our weakest right. area and so that calls upon us to be honest in our mm -hmm. evaluation of, of ourselves. ourselves that's right and recognize our own weaknesses right and uh and put on the whole armor of That's God, right. yeah. strengthen those weaknesses uh -huh. so that we can resist. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I think about in connection with Ephesians chapter 6 mm -hmm. is that it is possible to resist. Absolutely, James. And that, so, yeah. you know, you, you do these things, you put on the armor of God so that you'll be able to stand, mm -hmm. so that you'll be able to resist in the evil day, right. so that you'll be able to extinguish the fiery darts. We, we're, we're not tempted uh, in a way that is just, it's impossible for us right. to, to resist. Right. Uh, whenever we're tempted by Satan, if we're prepared and we have the resolve, and that, that's the problem. Yeah. We're unprepared and we don't have the resolve. But if we're prepared and we have the resolve, we can, we can resist and we can do what's right. Amen. Amen. I thought about James 4, 7. It says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So as you're saying, it is possible, even though he's very powerful, even though we should not take him on by ourselves, 
we can, through the power of God, that's the key, through the power of God, we can and will resist him. And he says, I promise he'll flee from you. It's exactly what you saw in Matthew 4. That's right. Jesus repeatedly invoked the power of God's word to turn aside the temptations of the devil. And what did he do? He left. Now, of course, going to your other point, Luke 4.13 says he left him for an opportune time, meaning that he felt like, look, there are times where Jesus is going to be weak again, and I'm going to try to find that time and take advantage of that. But the point being is, just like Jesus, we can resist him, and we want to invoke the power of the Word to help us with that. That's right. And so we have to become knowledgeable of the Word, and it has to become so much a part of us, so much a part of our thought processes and thinking that when the temptation comes— The word, the word rises to the surface, and it it gives us the power to resist. Absolutely. We know right from wrong. Yep, we're motivated to do right because right. we know what's in the word. And even though we may not bring to mind a specific scripture, right, the word has such an effect on us and influence over us that we are able to resist temptation. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, we're going to continue our discussion Absolutely. of yeah. putting on the armor of God. We've just talked a little bit as we've sort of introduced the idea. Satan's out there. He's on the attack. He's trying to win us over to mm-hmm. his side and away from God. We're involved in a spiritual battle. It's mm-hmm. a dangerous place. Yes. And so we want to be equipped to, to manage and to handle and to resist all the, you know, whatever the devil might throw at us. Amen. Kevin, appreciate everybody being with us today and uh, studying along with us. And we hope that we've kind of whetted your appetite yeah. for more <laughs> and uh, we'll have more to say about the armor of God in our next session. Kevin, would you like to lead us in prayer? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this opportunity we've had to study uh, your pure and unadulterated word. We're just amazed when we think of the fact that you have uh, communicated to us in a way that we can understand these wonderful things, words of wisdom coming straight from your mind. And we're so appreciative for this wisdom and hope that we spend more and more of our time engaged in thinking about it, studying it, reflecting upon it, and, and imbuing it within our hearts and instilling it in our hearts and minds so that we walk according to your word. We have studied about the dangers of this society that we live in, a world that lies on the sway of the wicked one, that is the devil. And we're very mindful of his existence and we're mindful of his influence. And we'd ask that you'd be with us and strengthen us and give us the, the, uh, the, the courage that we need to resist. Give us the will, the resolve. We know that as we've studied from James and even from Ephesians chapter 6, that we can resist him, that he's not all-powerful. He cannot just absolutely take over our will. Uh, but so many of us yield. We give it over to him. Please help us to strengthen ourselves in the armor that you've given to us uh, to put on the breastplate of righteousness and, and gird our waist with truth and have the word of God as our, as our uh, sword and have the shield of faith in order to withstand the fiery darts of the wicked one. We ask that we be very mindful as we walk, that we make very careful decisions, knowing ourselves, knowing our weaknesses. There may be some liberties. There may be some opportunities that would be fine for other people to engage in that we need not engage in. Why? Because of our own past weaknesses, our own predispositions to certain sins. Uh, Let us have the wisdom to look ahead and to map those things out. Uh, figure out certain situations we should not find ourselves in. Shouldn't be around certain people at certain times. Let us have that wisdom that wants to go to heaven and doesn't want to subject ourselves uh, to the devil, kind of putting ourselves in harm's way. We know that if we stay rooted in you and your word and prayer and being around the saints and assembling on a faithful basis, we'll have the spiritual strength we need to overcome these things. We know the devil's playbook. There's no reason for us to be uh, surprised by any of his uh, appeals. 
It's all laid out in your word. We just have to know it, study it, internalize it, and act upon it. We'd ask for your help in doing so. Please continue to bless us uh, in our walk with you. Please <laughs> us continue to grow and develop uh, in your word. Please help us physically, too. There's so many things that are about this time of year, a lot of diseases, not only COVID-19, but the flu and other things. And please protect us from those things, and may they not be too disruptive in our lives. Let us take certain precautions. But uh, let us also remember that notwithstanding these things, that we have work to do and we need not shirk from those duties uh, even during this difficult time. We ask you to continue to be with us and bless us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.